From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe. Journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This 22. is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. Ladies and gentlemen, let's not even waste any time. We have a lot of things to cover and a little bit of time. So welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 241. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me as always is the man who probably would spider swing around the town just to make fun of those below him who's slower than him. He is Mike, also known as MFG. I would just be webbing people's mouths shut. (laughs) And I won't it, tell you what I'd be webbing shut if I was in the restrooms. Wow. I'm leaving that alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot of bound up people in New York City. <laughs> All righty. I know what you want to hear. You want to hear about the horror films and thrillers where black people live till the end. It's a thought so uncomfortable. Those films are not allowed to be shown in Florida. Wow. <laughs> All righty. So here's how it goes. Once again, I'm going to give you a very good clue. It's not really difficult at all. Um, and... You're going to have to give me the title of the film and the name of the actor that played the character. So here we go. Reggie is a preteen residing at a halfway house in the woods where the residents are killed by someone dressed like a familiar looking serial killer with with a machete. So one more time. And by the way, after last week's gimme, this one is not going to be a gimme. I think I got it, but go ahead. Here we go again. Reggie is a preteen residing at a halfway house in the woods where the residents are killed by someone dressed like a familiar-looking serial killer with a machete. Hmm, okay. Well, I'm gonna, I think I know it, but we'll wait for after the quick news. If That's I right. It'll be after the quick news, so stay tuned. All right. And our other illustrious host is the man who probably would find a way to use web fluid and swing through the night while sleeping. <laughs> Spider siesta. Um, he is RT Squared, Rob the Tech. Listen, no one has mastered uh, slinging... Uh, sorry, sorry. Swinging sleep like I have. Actually, if we remember correctly, the black suit that Spider-Man first got, that's exactly what it was doing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that's yeah. why he kept waking up exhausted. He's like, why am I so tired? You know. <laughs> I said, Peter Parker ain't got nothing on me. Ooh, <laughs> right now. So the other day I was driving my car down the highway when these bright lights just show up in front of me. Next thing you know, I end up on Mars and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? You know? So I'm just still driving my car through Mars, and I'm seeing scenery. Air is fine, apparently. There's lots of trees. You're asking, how do I know it's Mars? I just know, all right? I just know, okay? Don't ask me. I just know. Anyways, I see a a king. I have to kill the king, save the princess, all this fast. And there's another bright light, and it's sending me back to Earth. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to. But, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. A thought occurs to me. No one believes more in the fundamental decency of human beings than con artists. That's very true. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly the and, description of them. Right? Yeah. And here I was gearing up saying, yo, you smoke way too much. But, but I'm like, wow, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> Funny thing, I don't smoke at all. I know. That, yeah. That's the irony. It's all edibles, baby. It's all edibles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, well, at least I know what to get you for your birthday next time. All right. Yeah, <laughs> so, a, arrested. A new, a new car. 
It's still on Mars. I got to go back and get it. Glasses, so you can stop. I mean, sunglasses, you can stop avoiding those bright lights sending you to other planets. <laughs> he lives in a world of nothing but transporting portals. Yeah, yeah. right? It's, it's very <laughs> difficult to go to the bathroom, I'll tell you that. But he gets here late. How does that happen? <laughs> just, starts peeing, just starts peeing in the toilet. Suddenly someone's getting hit in the face with it, like, in, like two states away. Oh, my God. This is kind of like right. It, it falls in line with the subject we're talking about. Of course it does. Yeah, of course it does. Might Every, find a way to like. Everything is connected. Yeah. Speaking of everything being connected like a web, today we're going to talk about the sequel to the animated superhero movie that blew everybody's mind the first time around. You mean the one we didn't review? The, we, we reviewed Into the Spider-Verse. No. We did not? No, we did not. We did not. We did no, not. We oh, did. my God. And I like the fact that one of our one of the three of us doesn't know that. And, and you expected <laughs> it would be me and not him. <laughs> it's well, amazing when I know something and you don't. Well, I stand corrected, but let me go out and say then... Um, everybody loved the movie, um, but now that the sequel's out, was it you know just as good as the first? Or rinse, wash, and repeat? All those questions and more will be answered, hopefully I'll remember some of them, as we discuss the Sony Pictures production of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. But first, like Mike said in his intro, I'm pretty sure that if he could web-sling, he would web-sling my mouth shut so I wouldn't have to do a damn intro. He wouldn't hesitate, but he can't, so I will. So here he is. Mike, and his quick nose. And now, the quick news, brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cap. And that quick news intro was brought to you by Mental Abuse to Humans, also known as Math. Ah, <laughs> the Cap's biggest enemy. Oh, wait, yeah, like, like, like you're that great at it, too. Oh, what? What? I can do quantum physics in my brain. <laughs> yes, I do quantum physics. <laughs> you can all speak English correctly. I just want to hear, I want to hear Cap's police report. I was beaten up by a two and a two, all five of them. <laughs> <laughs> Are we still going back to Comic-Con? Are we doing Comic-Con again? We're doing Comic-Con again, all right. For those who don't know, we, we all um, indulged in buying Comic-Con tickets, and I made a slight miscalculation, and Mike had a parade the minute I got it wrong. <laughs> Three for this day, four for that day, one other person? Seven. <laughs> I hate you all. I should I should have bought the tickets myself. How about that? <laughs> anyway, Mike, what do you have for us? Well, of course, unfortunately, I have death. Of course. Uh, the comic book universe lost a star. Legendary artist John Romita Sr. passed away on June 12th. With a career in the industry of more than 50 years, Romita Sr. worked for DC Comics for eight years before moving to Marvel Comics as the company's art director during the 70s and the 80s. During his stay at Marvel, Ramita is best known for his incredible work on The Amazing Spider-Man and as the co-creator of... Of? Six of? Claws, Wolverine. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. John Ramita Sr. died in his sleep in his New York home. He was 93. That was so sad to hear. I, I hadn't heard from him in a while. I wasn't sure if he was still around. Right. Because I mean, we hear more from his son, John yeah. Ramita Jr. Um, but for me, John Ramita's always... Newspaper Spider-Man mm -hmm. strips. That's for well. That's me. also Gil Kane, though. Yeah, but but for me, yeah. I, like I always, for me, that's right. how I associate yeah. it. Even though you're right, Gil Kane did a large yeah. portion. I, it's real funny because I associate Gil Kane with the, um, the newspaper strips more, but Bermuda with this, those classic, those iconic comic book um, Spider-Man comic covers for amazing. Like when he, you know, gives up Spider-Man, you know, yes. that just all those covers. They're just amazing. The man was an incredible artist. Yes. Are you familiar with his work, um, Ralphie? Yeah, no. 
Yeah, you, you, probably, you probably are once you see the covers, but yeah, you probably just don't know it's him that yeah. does the covers. That's probably all it is. And his son is great, too. Yeah. Oh, no. His son. It, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Are you trying to not? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The man's father is dead. Give it to him. I'm trying. No, no, no. Well, well, well bottom line, we're not here to talk about the son. We're here to talk about um, John Romita. Um, rest in peace. He was a great talent, yeah, uh, a pioneer in, in Marvel history, um, an artist of artists and... I mean, I can't even say anything more about him. He was great. Yeah. Is that what we're here to talk about across the Spider-Verse? We will be. Oh, okay. At some point. Yeah, sure. Just not now. Just checking. Right, right so. now, we're going to get another piece of uh, quick news. Go for it. All righty. Following months of countless moral and legal problems with its star, Ezra Miller, DC Studios moved forward with production and release of its Flash film. So what does it take for a studio to delay its releases? Well, for Marvel Studios, it seems being black is enough. Wow. Uh, due to domestic abuse allegations filed against Kang the Conqueror portrayer Jonathan Majors, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania Disney Plus Assembled special has been pushed back indefinitely. Behind-the-scenes entry featuring members of the cast and crew has missed its June 14th release date and does not have a new time scheduled. Jonathan Majors. It's funny. We thought Kang was going to have a ripple effect on the universe. No. <laughs> Hold your beer. The whole uh, Jonathan Majors thing is really having a ripple effect. Right. And mind you, I'm not saying innocent, guilty. I, I don't know what's going on. Right. You know, this is the, the, the United States Court of Law. But wow. I mean, just yeah. can't believe that this stuff is happening. And that is, I mean, does it make a company like Disney second guess putting their entire franchise and multiple movies on one person? Does it make them rethink it? But, I mean, they really have no other choice. I mean, at least with the kind of... Tell, if, if you're building to an ultimate bad guy, yeah. you have no other choice. I mean, you know, what would have happened if uh, if um, like Josh Brolin just, you know... No, 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 no. no, no. Just no I understand, but what I'm saying kids. is that, But think about it. I mean, Disney's the only... I mean, not Disney. Marvel is the only one that kind of built up to this degree... Of a big bad villain, maybe the most you would because have. Because DC is had shitty movies. Yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> had to keep restarting their yeah. universes. But think about Indiana Jones, um, and maybe that's a bad example because they're too spread out. But even so, every you know, it was like a, a one-off. You right. would have the villain that was it, and then you have the next adventure that sort of connect or Mission Impossible, <laughs> where for the most part the villains were one-offs. Mm -hmm. Marvel might. I mean, do you think Marvel might go to that idea now? Going, we don't want to get burned like this again. Well, I mean, think about it though. They're for the most part, except for when they want to try and like maybe feature their one their one big bad, all their other movies are one off villains, or at least they're villains that they're dealt with at that time. You know, let I me mean, think about it. every movie that you had Ultron, you had uh, you yeah, know, but they um, all but they all built to um, to <coughs> Thanos, right? right they if, built to it eventually. I'm just saying that like they were one offs to a point, but I mean, yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, they might say like we don't. They, we don't want the connection. They also, they, they probably would look more like to the audience and just be like, is the audience tired of having to follow like 13 films in five years in order Fatigue. to, you know? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. But no, that's a good question. What, what, what do you think? I'm just thinking it'd be hilarious if it turns out, not saying that I hope it does, but if it does turn out that he is a horrible human being, right? Would they be uh, so petty that they would like uh, reshoot? The whole Quantumania thing and then replace it with someone else. No, well, they wouldn't do that. Well, I heard that. I mean, I don't want to get too far from the quick news, but I heard somebody mentioning that a good idea would have somebody else play a Kang variant and have that per, that other actor right. take I mean, over. Right. That's the what, I mean, that's something that they would end up doing. They right. would just probably be, they would get an actor, probably black again, just to keep the continuity because otherwise they'd really hear it from that. That resembles enough, not trying to get a look alike, but just resembles enough. So, like, like, like uh, John Boyega. 
Right. <laughs> they just get him and just be like, yeah, he's a variant, like you said. And um, Wait, that's not who we're talking about? Yeah, no. <laughs> wow. Looking the same. Oh, wow. Oh. Wait, and, you're not Jonathan Majors? <laughs> yes. Let me hit you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, like we all know, Mike's from the Proud family. Uh, <laughs> Mike's the dad from the Proud family. What? <laughs> Everybody keeps saying it, and I'm like, Okay, I see it. But then when they every time they mention it, I say no, and then I look at the picture and I'm like, oh yeah. I thought he was Leslie Odom Jr. What are you talking no, about? Oh, that's the other one. <laughs> hey, what else you got there, Mike? Nothing else. That's all the quick news? That is all the quick news. All right. So before we go to anybody else's quick news, could you kindly repeat the hint or the clue about black people who don't die in horror films? You mean the horror films and thrills where black people live? I like the end? my title better, but go ahead. Yeah, all right. Here we go. One more time. Reggie is a preteen residing at a halfway house in the woods where the residents are killed by someone dressed like a familiar-looking serial killer with a machete. Okay, hear, hear me out. I know I got it wrong, but I'm going to say, and I, hopefully I'm close. I know the if I'm right, it's one of the Friday the 13th, and the, kid, the, the, the boy that's there is the kid that played on different strokes. He played Arnold's best friend. Dudley. I don't know the actor's name. I don't want to cheat and look it up, but I'm pretty sure that's what you're talking about. Okay. Why did you look at me when you said cheat and look it up? Because that's what you did the last time. What are you talking wow. about? Wow. <laughs> okay, but hold on. First of all, I just want to make it clear. So you're telling me you don't exactly have the name of the movie and you don't exactly have the name of the actor and you want to know if you're if you're right. I want to know that if I'm close. <laughs> I want to know if I'm close. Jeez, come on. Well, before we get to you, that's what I went to Mr. Ralph. Tech, do huh? you have an actual guess? Uh, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Which one? Friday the 13th. Which one? The first one, I'm assuming? Do you hear me say another number or something uh, else afterwards? Uh, wow. And I'm saying Friday the 13th. Okay. Wow, All you're right. talking to me like I should be yeah. going in the kitchen making you some pie. What's going on? I mean, if you're going. <laughs> if you're going in the kitchen, I'll grab a slice too. <laughs> I don't know the actor's name. Okay, well, first, you were completely wrong. God I'll go back it. to the other guy that was so vague he had to be right at some point. But yes, it is a Friday the 13th. Yes, I knew well, it. You're still wrong. <laughs> no, no. And I know that. Say the and, actor. Is a little... and, and well, first of all, it's Friday the 13th, part five, A New Beginning. Oh, because, oh my Because part of the clue there was it was familiar looking because that is actually not Jason at all. It's because Jason was killed in part four. And then uh-huh. by six, they realized, oh, we need him back. Um, and the actor, you are correct, that was the person that played that. I'm looking Shavar at it now. Ross. I just looked it up now. Shavar Ross. Yeah, so I, and uh, who is it that, that, that thinks that she can get them all right? Um, Tinkerbell does, but, yeah. but, but, now, but now Lady J, shout out to Lady J, um, she's like saying, I got another one. I'm like, you ain't going to get all of them. Yeah, not getting this one. Between her and Tinkerbell, they're like, I got them. I'm like, oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at some point, you're going to run out of movies. No, no. Quicker, oh. quicker than you think. <laughs> Mike's already working on his next segment. I, I'm going to have to start making movies. That's how like black people live at the end. Hey, Cap, Gabe, how about we make a movie? Listen, just, uh, just call Gaslight Inc. and then just make it up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ralph, do you have any quick news? What's quick news? Um, oh, but the segment he just did. That was quick news? Well, that's not what the segment before that. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. No, of course not. I have some quick news, which oh. I'm pretty sure a lot of people know by now. By the time you hear this podcast, it'll be a couple of weeks old. But In 2025? Right. You're gosh, pregnant? Gosh, wow. <laughs> That's a fat joke. I am wow. really offended. Holy hell. I'm offended. Twins? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, I can still see my member. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> he means you- his member only jackets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember the, the Super Mario um, movie thing? We talked about um, the fathead? Yes. All right. <laughs> no, no. Um, a couple of days ago, it's been official that um, 
the rights to the Hulk went back to Marvel. I actually had not heard this. Yes, yeah. If you if you check your Disney, so Plus, you're talking about the distribution rights. I guess I'm talking about. Let's put it this way: the character rights, character, character rights, character movie rights, character movie rights. Because um, it, it was it was according to Deadline, and I think Vanity Fair. I have Deadline in front of me that said that the, that it's official that the rights went back to Disney. They just put the Incredible Hulk on Disney Plus yesterday. Oh, okay. But I thought I didn't think that that was the problem because I mean, obviously they had Hulk in the movies and they made a Hulk movie. But, but remember, I thought the problem was something to do with the distribution or something. But remember, like it, it, it it has something to do with the fact that they couldn't do a solo movie. They could do any kind of movie. But they did a solo movie. No, no, no. After that, that, that Hulk, that was something Universal green lit. After that, think about no, it. No, I'm talking about The Incredible Hulk. No, I'm talking about after The Incredible Hulk. Right. From then on, Universal has been really tight about that. Oh, okay. That. That's what I'm saying. I think Universal is the distributor or something like that. They don't own the character movie, right? I think it's something to do with distribution. Not, it's not like Sony, I don't think, where Sony has the rights to Spider-Man and making movies. I thought. I could definitely be wrong, but I thought when I had read about, not recently, but I had read about in the past, that that's where the problem, that's why they don't make Hulk movies is because... They, they can't distribute it under their own or something. Yeah, it just says right. now the rights are reverted okay. back to Marvel Studios, oh, which clears the deck for its release in DC, uh, on Disney+. I Plus. how much money that costs or how many people they killed. <laughs> I don't know. All I'll say is this. Immediately, the talk started talking about World War Hulk. Now, do I want World War Hulk? No. no. But do, am I glad that to, to get a Hulk movie that's just Hulk and not Hulk and Thor or Hulk and Spidey? Yes. I love that idea. Let's go. As long as it's not Hulk and Scar. I really, I don't want anything involved with Walt Royal Hulk at all. I, I can't stand his son. Too bad. I can't stand that plot. That's it, what's going to happen. If I hear, if I hear um, Doctor Strange smash at any point. <laughs> you, you saw the end of She-Hulk. You know it's coming. Yeah, I know. He mentions his son out of nowhere. <laughs> this is my son. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah, well, a lot of people have issues with She-Hulk the show, but it's another story. Well, so. We reviewed it. We had our words. Well, we I did have it. our words, yeah. All right. You are uh, a hater. So I gave my quick news. Mike gave his quick news. Ralph acted like the segment didn't exist. So now let's go to the main course. Let's talk about the Sony Pictures Marvel distribution and production of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I'm really surprised we didn't do that one. And with a synopsis is a guy that corrected me once again, and he's going to hold it over my head, like four plus three equals eight. Mike, also known as MFG. That's correct. Right, okay, just making sure. <laughs> as long as you're consistent. All righty. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is a computer-animated feature film starring the character Miles Morales, who is an alternate universe Spider-Man. The film is the sequel to 2018 Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which we've already mentioned we did not review. <clears throat> Across the Spider-Verse was directed by Joaquin DeSantos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson from a screenplay by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and Dave Callahan. Uh, Miles Morales was the uh, was first introduced in Ultimate Fallout number four way back in August of 2011, and was created by Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli. The film had an estimated cost of 100 million, with a current domestic box office of 247 million and a total worldwide of 412 million. Killing it. Yeah. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 96% with an audience of 95%. Wow. And an IMDb weighted average of 90 out of 100. This is like one of the highest rated yeah. films according to that that we've done. Well, I think they said that so far, like with the Thursday opening that right now, again, this I'm, and again, you're going to hear this much later, but right. this is a Friday the 16th of June, right when Flash is officially opening on this weekend, but already the Spider-Verse is still ahead of it. Wow. Yeah, which is kind of scary. Anyway, <laughs> a little synopsis time. Today's meal is a number salad crawling with arachnids. One six one zero six five nine two eight 
138, and of course, a hitchhiker's favorite, 42. It has been nearly 16 months since the Alchemist explosion, and 15-year-old Miles Morales has the alternate universe blues. But his boring life is chase, chasing purse snatchers and studying, uh, it's soon to be upended by the appearance of a new villain called The Spot, who has an itch in his holes that only Spider-Man can scratch. Luckily, Gwen Stacy arrives on a secret mission that, if it fails, could mean the destruction of the entire multiverse. Led by a no-nonsense Spider-Man from the year 2099, our hero, uh, Spider-Gwen and Spider-Punk, gather a ragtag group of Spider-Heroes to... Well, we don't know because the movie simply ends. <laughs> All right, starring uh, Shamik Moore as Miles Morales, Haley Steinfeld, uh, Steinfeld excuse me, as Gwen Stacy, Brian Tyree Henry as Jeff Morales, Luna Lauren Velez as Rhea Morales, Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker, Jason Schwartzman as Dr. Jonathan Ohm, and uh, otherwise known as The Spot, Issa Rae as Jess Drew, Spider-Woman, Karen Sony as uh, Pavitea Papakar as that's Spider-Man India, Daniel Kaluuya as Hobie Brown, Spider-Punk, and Isaac, um, excuse me, Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099. You made sure to get that right for Jocelyn. Oh, there's a, Jocelyn. Li- there's a listener out there that would have been mad if I got Honeyman Oscar's name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely true. All right, so let's get into it. Spider-Man, across the Spider-Verse. But before we even start ragging it or applauding it, let's press that spoiler button we paid so much money for. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Ah, and that not-so-cranky, sassy spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions. This, uh podcast has been brought to you by your friendly neighborhood stush what's that sticky stuff is that web fluid nah man that's all stush wow that's just horrible (laughs) all right so let's talk about it spider-man across the spider-verse i know everybody's been waiting for this movie especially and let's talk two seconds about the original what did you guys think about the original i liked it you liked it or loved it i liked it um i what i didn't like about it was the fact that uh it was too. It was that that typical like, oh, I have no confidence. I have no abilities, and da 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 da. And then you know, three days later, I'm able to kick everyone's ass. I just didn't like that. It was it was very trite. Um, but uh, so I liked it. I could have loved it if, if if they just wrote a better story. Okay, Ralph, how'd you feel about the original? I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good uh, sort of hero's journey, coming of age tale for young Miles Morales, meeting a mentor like. Figure in the uh, Peter B. Parker, <laughs> B. That's right. uh, getting first love with uh, Gwen. There's no first love. It's first crush. Crush, sure, sure. Love on his part. It's crush. It's still crush. He love He barely knew her. <laughs> it's like it's still crush. I see you mean like, like you know like that first wow moment. Yeah. Was it orange or strawberry? Oh goodness! <laughs> it was brown and growing. <laughs> so, so wow. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I feel, I'm, I'm blushing. Um, so, Ralph, basically, you loved it. It was great. Yes. I, I, I'll, I'll go on record as saying I loved it. And even though I understand what Mike's saying about it, his, um, origin, his abilities being able to be rushed just to make the story move along and make him a better hero, I still love so many things about it that yeah. I kind of ignored that. I mean, it was so stylized. They made it look like a comic book. They made his family feel like a family. Mm-hmm. You know, you know um, his relationship to his Uncle Aaron, all those things that worked. And and even you didn't you didn't introduce many spider variants, but the fact that he went you know, 
uh, when Peter B. Parker and, and all of them meet with Aunt May and, and, and you meet all the other people, it just felt right. It's I don't say it's a perfect movie, but it's one of the best Spider-Man movies, including the live action. Okay. With the, with the exception of Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 is probably one of the best ones. That's just me. You're talking about Spider-Man 2 with Toby... Toby and, uh, and Doc yeah. Ock. Okay. I think, I think that's one of the best. That's, that's good, because if you had said Spider-Man 3, I would have thrown you out oh, that no, window. And I would have been crying. <laughs> well, anyway. Emo Spider-Man dancing down the street. Come on. All right. So now let's tie it into this one. So obviously, um, that Spider-Man was a great success. And one day, we'll do a podcast, and I'll talk about how that first Spider-Man movie helped me in a really, not dark place, but I was in a bad place, and that movie put me in a really good place. Good. So I, have, I think that's also why I like it so much. Okay. I have really strong affection to it. So now this movie's out. Um... Okay, let me ask you this. They, they're they even more stylized in this movie. Yes. This movie starts off with Gwen opening up everything and talking for... Opening up for quite a while. Yeah. I was about to say, um, first, how did you feel about the art style? Number two, how did you feel about the pacing when Gwen was telling the story? Well, first of all, I absolutely hated this film. No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I absolutely love this film. This film is it's, it's, it's a marvel. Um, it's I, a marvel, really? Yeah, it really is. Marvel Studios. Um, the artwork is... Just unbelievable! It, it's it took what they did in uh, Into the Spider Verse and they just jacked it up to like four hundred and eleven. I mean, they they really went out of their way. They they played with just about every style um, of art style that you could probably well say there could be, but that you probably would want to to have out there. Um, the color choice, the palettes, the 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 even within the same universe, how some certain artwork would just change slightly in its style. The fact that every universe or every character from the universe had their own style, I mean, just fantastic. And Gwen starting it off, which was surprising because it was, like I said, it was a while. I don't mean like two minutes. I don't even mean five. It was 15. It was like good 15, maybe yeah. pushing 20 minutes of just the Gwen story yeah. um, before, before we see Miles and it was worth it. It was the character development general of the film was really good to the point that, because it is a lengthy film, and I'm like, I, and I wasn't watching the watch for a change. You know, I wasn't looking at the clock. I'll tell and you I'm something like, about that. And I'm like, like hmm, they, they've really built up the character. They really gave you a lot. I mean, I may not like some of the choices or some of the, the things that we'll get into that that I don't like, but they really did a great job of building up um, the characters to the point that I'm like, wait a second, when is this movie going to end? And then it just did. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so like that was good. So anyway, long version. Fantastic art, uh, fantastic character so far. Gwen Stacy, they did a really good job of developing Gwen, uh, making you care about her. She just went from being like, I'm Gwen, to like, oh, okay, I'm a person. Right. Ralph, how did you feel about it? How did you feel about um, the art style of Gwen's story in the beginning? And how did you feel about the pacing of the Gwen story? I have my own feelings about it, but I wanted to hear from you. I loved it all. Okay. It, it just, the simple way, like it's her, in her world, the colors represent the emotion that she's going through at the time and also um it helps the viewer really connect with her right and when you say the color you're referring to the colors literally on the screen change. yes yes mm -hmm. and because uh, there's sometimes it switches to this sort of like watercolor sort of style mm -hmm. and it was just so beautiful i loved it the the best i'm jumping ahead a little bit but the when of she, course you are when she embraces her father just that scene right there. Even, but even in the beginning, when she's talking to her father, and and he's, you know, he found out that she's, um, that she's um, Sp Spider, Spider Woman. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they changed the color palette there too. Yeah, no, but the, what I was talking about before you rudely interrupted. Well, me, the fact that you jumped all the way to the freaking middle. Dare you, sir? Was 
because um, when she hugs her father, there's just like this explosion of color, right? That comes yeah. out just because just, it's, it's this uh, pent-up emotion that they both have, you know, and they're finally releasing. No, actually, they, they, I read the director's thing, and they said that he actually just had a bunch of Skittles in his pocket, and she squeezed, she, she squeezed too hard. And that I, makes more sense. I still see that's better than, than Shazam Skittles. And uh, <laughs> so I, I just got a message. They shouldn't have. They should don't. I just got a message. Um, the guy said... Uh, his lawyers are going to be in contacting you for explaining stuff. <laughs> it's just the way it happens. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> um, um, but but yeah, just that that one scene it brought a tear to my eye just to to, yeah. to see that it's just so beautiful. But um, and then the beginning of her story is just it's, it it um, it reminded me of like pretty much every generic sort of like teenage angst kind of movie where like you know she doesn't know her place and she's no one really understands her and what she's going through. But it was still, you know, very like emotional to see, you know. Yeah. Um, but I I enjoyed it. And I thought it was great that uh, they started off the movie with her instead of just jumping right back into Miles. Right. Um, I'll say this: I, I agree with a lot of your takes. Um, the only thing I disagree with is I felt like, uh, you no, know, let me say it like this: the beginning of her introduction, Mike was right. It's pretty. It's a while. You're sitting there and you're like, wow, this is like a. 15, 20, I think I want to even go out and say 20 minute yeah, thing where, you know, because she, she goes and, and you know, you, you see what she's been doing and then she, then she sees flashback. The, <laughs> yeah, then she's fighting the, the vulture and Miguel O'Hara shows up. My point is that it was so long. There's a part of me like, this is a little too long. When are we getting to the rest of the stuff? But all that stuff was necessary for you to be able to feel yeah. how you felt when you got around later to Gwen's dad and that kind of stuff. I felt like it was a little long. It could have been 10 minutes instead of 15 minutes. But either way, it, it served its purpose. The art style is beautiful. And like Mike said, um, as we talk about the movie, all the different stylistic choices they chose for each version of Spider-Man was so unique, so on point. And it made me gasp audibly a couple of times. Like, I was like, wow. Did you clutch your pearls and uh, say your vapors? <laughs> oh my god how old do you think i am anyway i don't know were you still using stone tablets oh my goodness anyway <laughs> so at some point at the end of gwen's story we 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 meet Je uh their version of jessica drew and just uh, jess just jess and, <laughs> and miguel o'hara how are we feeling about these two versions uh of those characters i thought it was weird that instead of giving him organic webbing they did some sort of like futuristic laser webs well he doesn't have organic webbing he doesn't in the comics, he does. He does. Yeah. I thought he didn't have webbing. He did. Oh no, he does. That's right. That's yeah. right. His his is organic webbing. Yeah. That's right. Because um, I was thinking of it's. Oh, that's right. It's what he can't do. He can't cling to walls. That's what it is. Yeah. He right. uses his claws. Yeah. He has talons on his feet and his fingers. Yeah. Right. right. But I mean, how, how did you feel about you know? Because I felt like the look was spot on, and it even made him look badass. Because coming from a guy, I don't know if Mike. I know Mike was buying comics at that time, but maybe not because that was nineties. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2099, that's 90s. You stopped collecting at that time, correct? Early 90s and then through the 2000s. But, I, I mean, he was, I, I know who he was, and I had read some of his stuff. I think I probably have the first introduction of him. I have, I have his, I know I have his first issue. And and I remember looking at that costume, it was very unique, very interesting, but I felt it was very ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. Like, back then, I was like, oh, what is this? Now you see it's like, it's really, I mean, if the, depending on the way you draw it, it is menacing. It is very, like, it, it is like a very Batman kind of a figure where if this guy shows up and says he's going to extract justice out of you, mm -hmm. bend down, beg for mercy, because he's going to kick your ass. Um, I'll be right back. I'm just going to get the Vaseline. <laughs> um, I 
did not like the way they portrayed him. He, out of mm. all the, I did, it made me, when you, when you were talking about him, it made me really start to think more and more about his character. And that is the only one dimensional character I think that there was. Really? Yeah, because they, they, you, you got a hint that there was some tragedy in his life. And you even hear kind of about it, but like, it's not enough. Like, he just was just angry. And that, you know, just angry and instilling fear. Even when they have him do, you know, crack a couple of jokes here and there. Um, I just don't think they did enough to flesh him out that much. I mean, even it's not like you have to have a heart-wrenching tale. It's just like even even Hobie, even though we don't get much about him, he just still felt a little bit more rounded. Okay. Miguel was just, I'm angry, I'm in charge. Yeah. And that that was just kind of always what it was, you know. There's no, let me think about this, maybe you're right. It's just, I'm angry, I'm in charge, and da-da-da. And I'm like, for you to be in charge of this many people, that it's not believable. Like, especially when you see, like, the, everyone else is kind of like, Peter yeah. Parker, like Ev, and which is one of my problems. Like everybody, I'm like, all right, the spiders that bit most of you because not all of them were bitten by spiders, but it gave you spider abilities. It did not give you all the same personality, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like, and everybody was Peter Parker, you know, classic, like uncomfortable, awkward, quippy, and I'm like, it was just getting a little bit old because just about everybody was like that, and I'm like, don't yeah. you know that's how all spiders are. <laughs> Well, someone should tell Miguel O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Mexican Irish man. I, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. So when Miles is in the, I guess, Spider Central, whatever mm-hmm. place it is, um, and then Miguel is uh, introduced, right? They were about to do a sort of like backstory with the comic book cover and everything, mm-hmm. and he just like knocks it away. He's like, nope, we're not doing that. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's that. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll say this. Um, I... Though I agree with Mike that he, he was very one-dimensional, I think you needed to have him have such a hard line because, I mean, if you do know Miguel O'Hara's character, he is very a loner. He is very, like, um, doesn't do things by the book. He's not, you know, he's not a morally, you know, nice guy. He works for Alchemex in, you know, in the... Um, in his in his universe, his mm-hmm. dystopian future, which apparently is now a utopia. Yeah, they unless, made they made it something different. Unless that's not his universe. Well, his universe wasn't like dystopian. It was just it was just corporate owned. I mean, you know, because this is New York. It was just all it was just all high rises and you know stuff like that. That's right. why he. That's you know particularly why he glides and then he got a jet so he could fly. But yeah. you know. right. But I mean, I, I felt like um, with that kind of a villain. You know, I agree. Why would they all follow him? But I think he's saying, look, if everything, you know, because they start talking about, which we'll get into in a second, talking about canon events. You know, talking about the fact that if this doesn't happen or we have to keep these things in line, otherwise, you know, the fabric of the timelines will break and blah, 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 blah. That would scare me straight to be like, okay, whatever you say, boss, you, you know this better than me. All right. Oddly enough, though, I, I did feel that that was a, and when I say miss, it's not like they had to put the person in there, but I felt that I think, her presence would have actually worked in this case. They needed Madam Web. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, it, it, it lacked her. To, for me, it lacked her so much. It was palpable. Like, like it, it needed her to be like, okay, I understand the web because of all the abilities she has. She has basically no other spider ability except the spider sense to such a degree. She's precog almost. You know, so that's great. She's the one that understands the web. She's the one that can see future events or possibility possibilities of future events. They missed her, and, and and it felt like they missed her. Okay, you know, I, I, I hear that, Ralph. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Okay, if you remember, hit me. Crap! <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> so before we go into you know the whole spider conglomeration, everybody jumping in. Let's talk about you know we finally catch up with Miles. We see what Miles has been doing you know while he's been Spider Man, and, 
and he does his intro, which is kind of funny because it's the what everybody did the last movie, and he talks about you know. You know, he, when he got sponsored by, by, by a baby powder company, yeah. it didn't work. Yeah, Made an apology. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do we feel about my... I felt like, you know, he was a little bit more like Peter and not in a bad way. It's the idea of you're a superhero and you're somebody that's got a life. You're going to have to juggle things. And we started, you know, seeing that because we introduced to, you know, his parents meeting meeting with, I guess, what was it, the dean or somebody in the school? Yeah, or somebody. You know, yeah, it's like education. a college advisor, I would right. say. Right, and then, you know, and Peter's too busy fighting the spot, which mm. we'll get into in a second. I mean, but but the vibe of, P, of of Miles there is very much, you know, a little bit more grown, a little bit more, you know, got a little bit more of a, of a chip on his shoulder. How did you guys feel about it? Did you like that? I liked some. I mean, like, what I thought was weird was that until we know, until we're told exactly how old he is, I think they were kind of playing him too old. Okay. Because, like, for instance, I mean, and again, I'm not trying to apply a lot of logic to a, a comic movie, you know, or a comic book thing, but it's just like the fact that you're doing deals with Baby Pot. It's like, well, okay, under what contract name? Yeah. You, you have no legal authority to be Spider Man because it's not your legal name. So, how are you getting paid? Like, and also, you're 15. And if he did that soon after the adventure, he'd be 14, mm-hmm. you know, like, so you're like, okay, so then, so at the, to the point that at first I'm like, okay, so this is years later. And he's college age, you know, where he's actually at least a legal adult to sign a contract. Let's just right. say it that way. And then you're like, oh, no, he's 15. <laughs> you know, that I thought was a little weird. Um, I also just thought he was just like a little too carefree. That was just my point. Not not for the character written. That was just my like, um, just would like to have him to have accepted a little bit more responsibility of um, being a 15 year old that actually still needs to progress in life. That was just my take. Um, but I did like that, that they gave us a quick what he's been up to and to see like that he has, like you said, stumbled through a little bit and then growing out of that a little bit. Right. Um, but then we'll, I'll get into the relationship with Gwen Stacy, which you saw me. Uh, <laughs> I made a comment to Ralph, but we'll get to that when that okay. happens later. Yeah. Ralph? Uh, what was the question? Talking about um, Miles Morales once they introduce him in the beginning after they after we, we catch up with Gwen. You know, you oh, see what Miles is up to. How do you feel about his, his growth? And what they've shown thus far, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. This the, the quick recap that he gives, and uh, the fact that he messes up twice and has to do two apologies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what was the second one for? Um, I know the baby powder because I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, that talc is not going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one for? I can't remember. I don't remember. Uh, if you guys remember out there, remind us. Yes. <laughs> um, but then, uh, just to, to see that it's like the same trope of him not being able to juggle his superhero life with his uh, actual life is, is just comparing him to Peter all over again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean it's, it's to be expected also the fact that he's, he's still a kid, you know, and then he has to right. answer to his parents and all that stuff and go to school. So it's to be expected, but you could, you could play it a little bit better, you know, so yeah. that he's, he's able to manage it somehow or just, just making it an entire train wreck or something. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the quick recap and and to see his growth. It was hilarious that they highlight the fact that he's a, a, a foot taller than, than he was in the first movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you see him tracking like, do 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 do. This is me now. <laughs> um, I mean, I I guess for me, I, I like the fact that he had a chip on his shoulder because it gives you a place to fall from. You know, mm-hmm. uh, or at least if you write it that way, right. it was my it's my problem when I had a, when I hung out with Emma Tomorrow. Shout out for Emma Tomorrow. We were talking about um, 
um, Captain Marvel the movie, and I said one of the problems is she was smug throughout the entire movie, and there was no fall from grace. Even when she fell, you didn't feel like she fell. It was you know there was no like you know like like remorse or like oh man I messed up. You know we knew that with with Miles you know something was gonna happen. And he was going to feel like whatever. And that happened pretty quick because throughout all that stuff of him, you know, fighting the spot, which we'll get into spot in a second. You know, he fights the spot and he's juggling the, 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 the you know, the cakes and the, trying to be <laughs> with, his, with the parents and being at the party. He's still lonely. He's like with people, but he's not with people. And, and that, you know, that I was like, OK, good. You introduced that, that idea that he feels alone, even though he's with, you know, he's, he's good with people and he's more popular now. And yeah. Now for bonus points. Yes. The whole cake thing. What was that a nod back to? How good cake is? No. Uh, if you remember <laughs> in uh, Spider-Man 2, Peter delivering pizzas. Oh, that's right. Yes. As Spider-Man. No, nah, I really don't remember. So yeah. he, he had the, the things of pizzas and he was swinging around town. So when he goes to deliver, the pizza is like completely destroyed. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so okay, it's, it's the yeah. same. It's a throwback. It was, nice. It was to, a nod to that. Yeah. To that. Nice. Very nice. Um, let's talk about the spot real quick before we get into the the spider the spy, uh, Miles and Gwen thing. So they introduce Spot and Spot's kind of like a they they try to introduce like a goofball villain or what they say a villain of the week, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Right. They use that term as like the way they're going to describe it. Um, first off, I like the way they tied it back to the first one. Right. Yeah. You know, okay, he was this um, this obscure character that nobody cared about. He wasn't even really a character; he was just somebody in that movie and got hit by a bagel. Yeah. <laughs> One bagel ruined his life. <laughs> yeah. He was not supposed to be the original villain. I forget who they said they were, but he was not. It wasn't until they really uh, looked at what they had written and they they reformatted it actually around him. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How do we feel about the spot being the villain? I, and I know that the spot is a hard villain to write for because they've only done a couple of things with him in the comics ever. Like they only have a couple of because he's a stupid villain. Yeah. <laughs> Every time that they write him, he's sort of a joke. Yeah. And then even when he got crazy power, he was still kind of a joke. Yeah, um, but I mean, no, I, I was fine with him. I, you know, his motivation is I want respect. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not just when he wants revenge. He doesn't want respect because he, he wants. He's mad that you know, like that because of a battle, you know, he was injured and no one cares. You know, and, and you get it, like you know. Um, so it was, it was a, it was a. Good reason, and at the same time, you know, a little bit lazy reason, but um, but it worked. It worked for him because it worked for the kind of personality he would have. It's just that, um, you know, I'm blaming you for everything, like right. not just the fact that well, I work for a villain and da da da. I'm blaming you for everything. Um, and as far as his power set, especially the way they were using it, it makes sense that that he would not be the villain of the week. You know, that that yeah. he inadvertently actually he accidentally discovered. Oh, like oh wait, I am a lot more powerful than even I thought I was. You know. Um, I, I kind of like that, you know. Uh, I do find it weird that that's his skin. But yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, so then you're just perpetually naked. Yep. And of all the things he's mad about, like losing his face and everything, I'm like, you lost your genitalia, man. I, I, <laughs> I think there's a lot you have yet to mention about what you're mad about. You know? Never, never has to use the restroom. I guess not. Or it's just one of those holes somewhere else is emptying out. I, yeah, you know, but. The, the things we think about in the show, <laughs> but it was interesting in the in the comics. Um, after a while, it's the whole thing is a suit that he could like take right. off, or he condenses all the spots into one, right? Because he could throw the spots, yeah, right, right. You know, yeah. And then he just he condenses all of them into one one point, and everything else just goes back to normal. I just like the. I mean, I'm just a fan of when 
it's kind of the, 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 I call it the Mike argument. The, the, don't use Green Goblin. Don't use the Joker. Use no. somebody different. Get really good with your writing. Yeah. Figure something out. It's make us be interested. Is. It's just but, good so, writing. So even though he's a lame character, I really do yeah. like the fact that they went out of their way to go, this makes sense. This could be yeah. interesting. This, you know, and, and, and that he would be a threat. And even yeah. though he's he's not the he's not the necessarily the main villain. He's the villain that they've got to stop. But he's not the main antagonist. Right. Not technically, the, technically for this one, freaking two parters. Like, come on, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So finally, Miles meets up with Gwen because you know Gwen Gwen goes to speak to Miles, and they're. Their meetup was interesting and awkward, and, and you know she sees that he's been drawing a lot of her on a lot of pages that are really probably sticky. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> From web fluid, what the hell is wrong with you people? Oh yeah, lots <laughs> of quote unquote web fluid. But I mean, we we saw this in the beginning of the first one, but now it's definitely a little bit more concrete in this one because they've kind of both identified from both their stories that they miss each other and they have this kind of um, affection for each other and this care. I'll leave it a care. Um, but Mike, you said you, you you felt a way when they were together. You you know went, went with uh, Miles and Gwen. What were you thinking? Well, because of what they were really pushing, especially like when she shows up at um, the dad's celebration and stuff like that, and the, and you know the moms are like worried that you know his, her boy's growing up and this girl. I'm like, Gwen attended her prom a while ago. That's where Peter died. She is over the age of eighteen. He is fifteen. I didn't even think about that. I did immediately. The moment you give me numbers, this is not me being picky. This is wrong. Stop trying to idolize it. He can have a crush. And remember in the first one, she was just like flat out like, yo, boy, no. Yeah. Because, because of the age difference. He's only 16 months older. And so is she. You know, like, I'm like, no, he is still completely underage. You want to write about his crush and, and his puppy dog eyes? No problem. You want to write about these almost moments that she's willingly going into, I have a serious problem. Wow. Because there is no reason. If you want them to get together or almost get together, then make her 17 or 16. Don't make her over age of legality well, and push him under it. Well, she technically, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate. She technically, if she had a prom, she could be 17 going into college. She could, but. It, also, it'd be a stretch. It's but, a stretch because also, I mean, it also didn't happen yesterday. Happened, you know, he's been, he's been stalked. He's, she's been stalked by her father chasing her down for a while at least. Right. You know, so I'm like, no, no. That's kind of hard. And, and also remember, yeah. she, okay, let's just put it this way. Even if she was 17, let's just pretend. Right. Let's just pretend it happened the, the second before Into the Spider Verse happened. Right. Okay. That was 16 months ago. Yeah. You yeah. see what I mean? So, like, no matter yeah. what happens, she is so, actually, she, at, at this point, it puts her between 19 to 20. Wow. And he's 15. No. <laughs> wow. You know. Talk about ruining a movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, because it was really, I was getting very uncomfortable with this. I'm like, stop this. Him, his crush is fine, but her sort of, oh, I don't want to reciprocate. You shouldn't be. <laughs> you know? Wow. That's yeah, that was my only problem. Other than that, I like their relationship otherwise. I love the fact that they play off each other, that, uh, that you know, that, that, that they can have a good fun. Because, like, you know, like they were saying, it's not just that they have powers. They have powers for the same reason. Right. They were bitten by a spider. That's why um, also with Peter B. Parker, like they were bitten by spiders, you know, and so they have their powers for the same reason in the same way. Right. I get that. And I, and I love that. I love like, you know, when they when they are venturing together and, 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 and stuff like that. But just that romance, I'm like, stop. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Um, didn't think about it that way. 
Um, so so let's let's move forward in the story. So we know that um, um, obviously Gwen Gwen is not able to include Miles as part of the Spider Verse. Miles follows her around, whatever, and then he follows her into one of her portals, where we go into um, Spider Man India's territory. Manhattan. I love that. That was such a great <laughs> idea. Let me ask you, Ralph. Um, what did you think about that part where um, now Miles is going to Manhattan? Yeah, something like that. And now we see Spider-Man India and, and his you know slight origin and all that stuff. I mean, what did you think? I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> That's it. I know. It's surprising, right? Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was it was so funny to see because like I never heard of that uh, Peter Parker variant. Oh yeah, he had his own book long before even the Spider Verse type thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, but it it was just beautiful to see like the all the just the, the way that they would incorporate uh, Indian culture, uh, like just like taking over. Mm-hmm. It's just it was really cool. It's very creative. Also, the the way that he swings around and then also has that. Um, I forget the name of the toy that he uses. Yeah, that yo-yo like thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, because how did he get his powers? I don't remember. Magic. It was magic. Yes. Do you believe in magic? I don't need to. He got his powers anyhow. In a young girl's heart. Well, obviously, we're not talking about Gwen. We're talking about a young girl's heart. Put him on the Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to cue you on that. I just felt like that was appropriate. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we go there and then we learn about this high, this idea about canon events. Because obviously, I guess something was supposed to happen to Spider-Man India, and Miles accidentally, inadvertently prevented it from happening. First off, have you know what did you think about these ideas about canon events? Because I feel like canon events. Does anyone that watches Doctor Who, what would we call those, Mister Tech? Um, God, hold on, hold on. I know this one. And you said it wouldn't be quiet. Wait a sec. <laughs> I know this one. I know this one. Damn it. It's like what's happening with the time war. It's, it's, it's time locked. There you yeah. go. Okay. Because I've noticed between that, um, I know the Flash has kind of hinted at some things like this, the show, and from what I've seen in the previews, the movie. And, oh, man, there's something else that just came out. Loki. Was it Loki? Did they talk about... Uh, they have different names for the yeah. same well, thing. Fixed, fixed points. Yeah. Fixed points, yeah. yeah. Right. So, so it's just interesting that they use, they're using these different languages well, for the same terminology. I mean since we obviously don't have time travel, um, or at least not that I'm willing to admit. Uh, <laughs> That's how you kept your hair. It's a <laughs> plot point, exactly. It's a, it's a plot point that is both cool to throw out and extremely lazy writing. Because what, it, what it's basically saying is just like, oh, if I change that, people are going to go like, well, then how did that happen? And if that happened, that wouldn't, you know, it's like, so I just say that that can't be changed. Ah, surprise. <laughs> you know, um, so it works. Um, I... I don't mind them. I, again, I'm a Doctor Who guy, so I'm very used to these like fixed points in time or fixed events and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, those of us that are cool in Doctor Who. Oh gosh, you mean, I, give me some of that high five on that. That's right. You that heard was, that. That was the nerdiest high five I've ever seen. <laughs> oh no, oh, my hand. <laughs> <laughs> there have been nerdier. I've, I've been. I've been yeah, a part yeah, of. We some actually of them. hit them. We <laughs> actually hit the hand, so yeah. that's good. <laughs> um, the reason why I mention that is because I feel like uh, it's something that we always talk about. You know, time travel being kind of a cheat in writing, mm-hmm. and but I feel like you know um, now they're trying to 
Now I won't say be cute because they've been talking about time travel even before these shows have been out. But now they're not doing the whole Back to the Future. What do they call it? Um, a causality mm-hmm. effect, like the idea, like if you go to the past and change whatever, you know. So basically, they're, they're step re- on a butterfly, the, right? Exactly, the so, butterfly effect, right? So they're 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 really playing like with different universes and time and how that works. But it was just very interesting when they when they started doing this whole canon event thing, and I was like, all right, I've, I know this idea before, but it's a little bit different. But it's interesting that now this makes Miles the villain. Like now that they they, they kind of make it, or at least in Miguel O'Hara's eyes, Miles is now the villain. Well, in our eyes, he's not a villain. He's just Homer Simpson. <laughs> I've created a problem, <laughs> and now I'm going to solve it. And when I solve it, I'm going to expect to be treated as a hero because I stopped the impending doom that was completely my responsibility to have started. And but, <laughs> so it's one of those things where I'm like, huh. He's going to end up saving the day of something that if he had just listened and not interfered would never have occurred. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, exactly. You have nowhere to go with that, do you? <laughs> if he just, I, I just listened, he wouldn't I have agree. had this problem. I agree. Know? I guess there's a part of me that's like, well, he was you know, trying to save people. That's what he was trying to do. You know, he, you know, that's just part of his nature, and you want him to save. It was just one of those well, things. Well, no, no, no. He wasn't trying to save people. He followed Gwen. Well, that's, We're not that's talking what, about what, what happened got, once he well, got there. That's what got him Had there. he not done that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, like it's, it's, it's really interesting. I was actually thinking about that earlier, that so much of today's stuff, and I'm not saying it never happened. I'm not here to think of every movie, TV show, or comic ever written, but that like a lot of our today's here, and by today I'm even talking 20 years or so of here, is that they cause their own problems and then resolve them. And then it's like, they're a hero. And I'm like, a lot of it is if they had just stayed in the car. <laughs> Don't touch that switch. Don't rewrite that. <laughs> you know, if you had just listened once, none of this would have occurred. But now you're you, you're solving a problem. People die. Oh, but that had to happen. It's like this is all your fault. <laughs> it's like the first Suicide Squad movie. Had Amanda Waller not done shit, she wouldn't have caused the the witch to you know yeah. be released. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot about that horrific movie. But but here, I wish I could remember. But here's the fun part. So now you know they come back and Miguel is like having a fit about you know the the canon event being being. Did um, you say an Irish fit? No. Wow. His, his diaper was full. So now we get to the part where we see every single. Well, I won't say every, but so many different versions of the Spider Man. Can you guys tell me people. which Spider People? You're right. Um, which which Spider Person? were you happy to see? Now, there was a couple of oh wow moments, which I'm going to get to in a second, but which of the spider people that you saw, because this, they threw a lot at you. Honestly, I, they threw so many that I, I don't notice any. I mean, no one stuck out. I was like, oh. Like, they just, it was just a flood of spider people going by, and I'm like, you know. The Ben Riley was Oh, hilarious. my God. <laughs> His self-narration. Hilarious. <laughs> um... But, which is so funny because that's literally not him. He was the most morose mm-hmm. Ben Riley. Like that, that's literally the not character that he was. But um, but no, I mean there's there's none of them that stuck around long enough for me to fixate on them, and there was none that I was specifically looking for. I mean it was cool to see because um, Spectacular Spider Man was there, right? Yes, yes he was. Spectacular Spider. Yeah. I mean it was just it was cool to see him, but I mean nothing that was like ah uh, like I would have been more excited if I had seen the Spider Man from the Electric Company. <laughs> oh the one that only thinks like the like the, the explanation point yeah, yeah. So, like I would, literally I mean if I had seen the Spider-Man and you saw like a bloop bloop and an explanation point that would have gotten me because I would have known what that was but the others were just it was just a flood of them you know yeah. I I will I will kindly disagree I, I 
And but I think the thing about it is that it moved so fast you couldn't enjoy it. Right, well, that's what I was saying. You know, yeah. But 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 there was something I was like, oh my god, they're showing I mean, that 66 one. Sixty six Spider Man. You're just like, you just went through his world. <laughs> you know. I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's crazy. The thing, the the big oh wow moment, and tell me what you guys thought was when Childish Gambino, aka. Yeah. The Prowler. The Prowler. Hey, what's the, no, what's, what's his name in real life? Oh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover yeah. makes a human appearance as a captured Prowler in the base. How do we feel about the crossover between, you know, um, the live action and, and, it's, and it's, we don't know if it's our Prowler. Probably isn't, you know, from our universe. Right. Don't put it in quotes. From 199999. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, how do you well, feel? Well, for about- them it's 616, oddly enough. No, it, no, they said 19999. No, six that's 19999 is the actual universe. MCU, not the world there, the MCU treats it like it's 616. Don't oh, know why. Wow. They, if you ever notice, they call them, they're 616 in the stories of the MCU. Even, even in the Doctor Strange, they call it 616. Right. Well, right. In other words, right. But, but you're right. Because right. I know the they universe refer- that they're in is actually 19999. They call it 616 in the MCU for whatever reason. They, because they know that Marvel fans expect that Marvel stories take place in 616. But, here, but here's my question. Yeah. With the fact that they crossed over, and mind you, they crossed over also when Spot was walking around and he, and he jumped into the Venom universe. Yeah. So we had two live-action cross um, tie-ins that now make it that the cartoon and the um, live-action are part of the same kind of web. Are you guys okay with that? Yeah, why not? I mean, there's no way in Marvel, until Marvel says it is, it's not, because this is not even a Marvel movie at all. Yes. Right. So Marvel is not going to be like, oh, you want to fuck with our mythology? No, we're not having that. <laughs> you know, they're, they're letting you have your fun. Like, like you said, I mean, we see uh, Danny Glover. It may or may not be the Danny Glover we already ran into in the movie. Donald Glover. I'm Donald Glover. I would say Danny Glover. <laughs> I'm like, Danny Glover? I'm like, he, he's near dead. Sorry, Danny Glover. <laughs> we would want you on the show, though. I'm a week away from retirement. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this shit. Too old to be confused with Donald Glover. Um, but, uh, you know, but I mean, it's fine. I mean, but oddly enough, I didn't find it super, oh, wow. I mean, I know a lot of people did get excited, but it was just like, okay. I, really? Yeah, because it, it, I mean, it didn't, it was too short. It was just like, it was just like, for instance, when, um, when The Flash met Ezra Miller. When right. Grant, it was just like, cool. Let's go. But I think, but I think it's a statement <laughs> you know? that these things can coexist with each other. Right. And that, that now it's saying that there, there's an established well, point where now that they can no, be, right, but I mean at the be. same time though think about it it's a multiverse it it's always I mean that's I guess that's my point is it's always I mean just like when they reference um uh what that Parker did with Doctor Strange and right. she's like I hope he's not a medical doctor because that would be a horrible name <laughs> <laughs> you know um you're like yeah, sure <laughs> what I think Mike is saying is that uh Sony borrowed this toy from Marvel and is really fucking it up your, so your hand gesture when, when you explain messing it up. Yeah. yeah. Wish it was a visual yeah, podcast. Of course. <laughs> so that way, when the time is up and they give it back tomorrow, they're like, <laughs> good luck with that one. Is that, Marvel, is that what you're saying? Marvel's just like, yeah. I mean, like, 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 remember the whole big, oh my God, um, what's his face? Venom? Uh, no, uh, Venom. Uh, Michael Morbius? Keaton Michael is in the Morbius Keaton. movie. Does that mean it's like, it doesn't mean shit. The movie sucked. <laughs> like, like, like Sony threw that in. I mean, that was Michael Keaton, and he was the Vulture. You know, it's like, but are they related? Nope. Because <laughs> Marvel's like, that's eh, just another universe. We're not even, we're not even addressing it to you. Oh <laughs> you know? my gosh! Well, I, I, I was very shocked with how much they put in there, and obviously we get to the point where 
you know, Miles gets chased down and all these spider people are chasing him from Spider-Cat, which I'm very surprised they had no Spider-Ham. I was very disappointed. He showed up eventually. At the end. Yeah. And didn't even speak. Spider-Ham was there in all the first movies, so, like, you know, he had his time. I want more Spider-Ham. What the hell? What, are you hungry? <laughs> I, I did think it was interesting that they, um, what was it called? What? A movie? No. The, uh. Film. No. It sounds film. like, rhymes with... <laughs> the thing because when you said Spider-Ham it reminded me of the like spam no the the pulling things out oh, oh there's, there's a term for that yes, yeah, yes. It's like pulling re- things out of your ass no no re- pulling, pulling things out of a pocket that, that are bigger than what your pocket is it's the yeah. science behind that that supposedly cartoons follow it's the reason why Bugs Bunny can you pull. mean like the Tetris I mean like the TARDIS right yeah but they they, ha- they gave it a name but it was funny because in in the uh, in the scene where Gwen is fighting the, the, the like Renaissance vulture. Mm-hmm. They she she says it like, wait, is does that operate on this? And then like they give like a little quip explanation. Right. That's one of the things I didn't like. They, I mean, I love super fast to read. Exactly, I mean, it, it was way too fast to read. I, I loved it, but I, it was, it I was read too it fast. no problem. I just can't remember what it said. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! What was it called? Well, in any event, I mean, we, we build up to this whole thing about now Now Miles has to make a choice because Miguel O'Hara is like, okay, well, the reason why we didn't want you around is because, you know, this is what's going to happen in your life. you got to let it happen. Miles goes, no way, man. And now becomes this big brawl. And I'll say one thing. I was very surprised that Peter, Peter B. Parker was in on it, too. And I felt so bad for Miles because he's like, you know, I loved you guys. and I trusted you guys. You guys didn't do anything. Yeah. It almost felt like... You mean we didn't try and keep you out of this? <laughs> we did. <laughs> it almost felt, though, like a cult where, like, everybody must go through this trial and tribulations that, in order to be one of us. That I did not like at all. Okay. That, that was the one specific plot point that just, I was like, you really went... Every... The captains, all the captains, they die. Every captain dies. I'm like... So you're telling me that as long as your dad doesn't accept a promotion, he lives. That's your entire plot point for him living or dying is a promotion. That was lame. Also, <laughs> he's not the only captain in the NYP. Yeah, that that was that logic there. I was like, you could have done I was a lot. Okay with that because I can imagine that <laughs> they're alluding to it's a captain that's close to you, you know, and and because every Spider-Man has a Gwen around him. Or a Gwen has a some, you know, or Miles has, so, you know, there's some relation to somebody in. I don't the think Miguel O'Hara had anybody like that. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> Miguel, well, Miguel didn't tell a story because he didn't. We didn't hear right. it. But I mean, I, I, I was okay with that. I actually was, you know, it, it, it added, um, it added tension, you know, to the whole thing of you know, well, you know, Miles ain't gonna let his dad die, and also, oh, his dad might die because you know it's gonna be, you know, his dad's a captain now, and blah blah blah. blah. So. I, I, it added tension. I dad, don't okay take that promotion. Okay, I'm going to let Smithy take it. Congratulations, Captain Smithy. Oh, I'm dead. Okay, Miles. <laughs> Who's responsible for that death now? <laughs> I'm being serious on that logic. <laughs> Ask the movie. So someone else gets the promotion because someone has to be captain. <laughs> Is this going to be the only police station without a captain? No. So do they die because Miles knows them? Because he probably does know him because he knows his dad. <laughs> you know? Hey, well, I mean, I, I was okay with it. Um... The climactic scene with all the Spider-Man was pretty good. That was fun. Um, now you have Spider-Man. I mean, at the end, Spider-Man basically fights everybody off. Is kind of saying, "I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going back home," and ends up going back home. So we think. 
because we found out another tidbit that we did not mention is that the spider that had the number 42 on him, which really was just the experimental number of that spider, they now claim it was not only that, but it was from the uh, Earth 42. I love the foreshadowing because I saw that. I mean, we all saw it when we saw the original movie, but I remember seeing it like doing that. And I'm like, does that have anything to do with... Oh, you mean uh, the glitching? The glitching. Because right. in the original movie, I remember seeing them like... But the only people that do that are people that are not part of the universe. Yeah. But they never mentioned it. So I was like, oh, maybe it's just something that I'm missing. Right. Hammer space. That's what it's called. <laughs> you finally got I it. Got okay, it. hammer okay. space. Hammer space. So uh, that... The whole glitching part and the fact that the spider was from Earth 42, right? 42. 42. I, I love the 42 reference because I love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, I also love Jack, Jackie Robinson, but go ahead. That was also it, yes, as well. But I prefer the Hitchhiker's uh, Guide well, to the Galaxy. That's pretty okay. Because yeah. I'm not as big of a baseball fan as you are. Damn right. Um, but, but back to my point, which I it. seem to have forgotten, but getting back on track. Um, you would think that he wouldn't glitch in Earth-42 if his DNA was overwritten by... The spider. It's probably not completely overwritten. Right. But at the same time, if it's not completely overwritten and some of it, then he should have been glitching in Earth uh, 1610 yeah. all the time. Exactly. Right. So yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, too. that's one of those plot points where you're like, well, let's see how that works. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, one of the, that, that, that moment toward the end where Gwen is going to go check out, um, you know, Miles and, and Miles is walking in and he goes to see his mom and Miles admits to his mom that he's Spider-Man. Mike and Ralph, did you know what was going on when that happened? 100%. You knew it. I saw it. From the moment that um, they mentioned that the spider that bit him was from Earth-42, I already had an inkling that oh, he was yeah. going to end up there. And then when I saw the device, that the, the send-home device, I'm like, oh, yeah. I already know what's going to happen. He's going to end up in there, mm-hmm. and he's going to send them to 42. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I knew that 100%. I, I had a feeling in my gut, but I wasn't sure. I was like, are they going to do this? Or are they going to do this? And then to watch his mother say, you know, Spider-Man, oh, you're funny. And she didn't know who he was. I was like, they did it. Oh, wow. But I, did you guys also expect the second part of the twist, which is, you know, what happened to Aaron in that universe and Dad and Miles? Yes, well, I mean, you knew something was... And you knew Miles had to be, like, probably a bad guy because that's just the way that always runs. What I did love, and by love, I'm being sarcastic, I hate it, was that, oh, Miles, did you just cut your hair and look completely different than the other Miles? Like, he doesn't even remotely look like your son. Once we see the actual Miles Morales of Earth-42, you're like, yeah, he's- there's a lot more than a haircut difference there. Like, yeah, like, that, that one's <laughs> been through some shit. Yeah, like, like he's got scars. I'm like, like, no, that's just... Like, I'm assuming you're high, lady, you know? Oh, she definitely is. (laughs) I sold her the stuff. But yeah, I mean, you know, you basically I kind of thought like, um, I won't say I thought when I saw the big uh, mural of um, his uncle, which I don't know why we're celebrating the life of a career criminal on such a billboard that large, but okay. Um, (laughs) But um, I didn't, I can't say I saw it then, but once he was in the alternate universe, I'm like, I knew exactly that that billboard or that mural had to be changed, you know, like with his dad. I knew it would be his dad. But yeah, I was a little bit confused with that mural because I was like, well, he was a criminal. Did everybody know that he was a prowler? Yeah, no, yeah, nobody knew he was a No, was but prowler. you know, it was just one of those things where you'd be like, mm. and because he's looking up to it like, oh, I miss you. I'm like, I get it. He tried to kill you. <laughs> we didn't know that it was him. I think <laughs> once he knew it was him, he wasn't. That, that, I would have made that case if yeah. if Aaron, uh, Uncle Aaron knew that he was Miles 
and then try to kill him. Once it, once he knew he was Miles, so, so I could see him saying, you know what, you were a bad person, but you still had good in you, and at the end, you still did good, so I'm yeah. going to honor you. So I was okay with that. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the cliffhanger of an ending, now, mind you, I'm in, this, I'm in the, the, the territory of Mike, and I'll bring back the story I was going to bring in earlier. I was in the, the, the movies with, with Lady J. We were watching the movie together, and Troy had landed from Florida. So shout out to Troy. And Troy's like, I'm waiting for you. I'm like, I'm watching this movie. <laughs> so I'm like waiting for the movie to hear up so I can hear up and go and go home so I can let him into my house. And um, it's funny because I'm like, how long is this movie? And because the first one is a, an hour 57 minutes. This one is two hours, 20 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this movie, it, it felt long to a, to a degree. Right. To, you know. And then when you get to the end, you're like, it's funny, all that time where you're feeling it's long, except for the end, you're like, where's more? That's it. <laughs> Well, I was getting worried because I, I, it's around the two-hour mark is when I just happened to look at the watch. Again, it wasn't boring me or anything like that. And I'm like, how are they going to wrap this up? Because it's not called Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Yeah, but yeah. they did I mean, say which it was a two-part. I, mean, I don't – I heard yeah, nothing about they, it. That, yeah, they said yeah. it was a two-part. But, but, I mean, again, but again, I'm a perfect example of a normal movie watcher. I went in there. I hear nothing about a two-parter. Like at least call it part one, <laughs> like you know, I like agree. so you know, and I'm like, so I'm like, okay, how are you going to wrap this up? Because this is going to be a shit wrap up if you've got 20 minutes to, undo, uh, to do all this. And then when it ended, uh, Ralph and I saw the movie together, and this guy sitting next to Ralph expressed the feeling of every single person in the audience when that thing say? went black. He went. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and everyone just started laughing because we were all thinking that exact same thing, you know. Because evidently he was just like me, had no clue that was a two-part movie. Yeah, but you can say that. You can say about Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. You can say that it's the, not a two-part infin- movie. In, in, Infinity War wasn't a two-part movie, but it ended in the same kind of way where you're like, you, you left, you know, your jaw slacked. Like, what's happening next? I mean, I knew even if you didn't know. Those movies did the same thing and they were successful. So, you know, everybody's going to be okay. So did The Matrix. Oh, The Matrix. Oh, Matrix. <laughs> exactly my so, point. Yeah, well, yeah, well I gave so you three. The Hobbit. I gave you three examples. There's of, two. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Hobbit? Oh, The Hobbit. Oh, God. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about de- Desolation of, sl- of yeah, Smog. Smog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, all I'm saying is I knew there was going to be a, a second movie. They, they were talking about it as a two-parter. So I, I was ready for it. I just didn't know when they were going to do that. And when they were at the end, do you want to go to renaming and ratings? Do you want to go to renaming and ratings? This is my annoyed voice. Do you want to go to renaming and ratings? Anything else we want to add before we um, lock it down? No, I'm good. I'm ready. All right. Renaming the movie. Ralph. Uh, One spider, two spider, three spider, more. Oh, gosh. I've got two of them. Um, I've got Enter the Spider-Verse. Why are you trying to hold a black man down? <laughs> or Where's Spider-Ham? Mike. He was at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with no speaking parts. He was there enough. He has the presence. He doesn't what? need to speak. Well, so what's he smells of ham. He's trying to keep a low profile as possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just called it uh, Blue Balls, the animated cliffhanger. Wow. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. You're like, you got me this excited, and now you're going to go home? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Okay, let's do it. Ratings for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Ralph? I give Spider-Man <laughs> Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, Spider-Verse? Spider-Verse? Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. Eight 
villains who apparently were forgotten until the next movie comes out out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I'm going to give Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse nine Spider-Man references that you need to pause to pick out every single one out of 10. Mm-hmm. Mike? Um, I give it, and I'm just edited, edged up a half, so I'm giving it, I'm holding, I'm holding on hope. Um, I gave it a nine. What, I ask you for coffee, coffee with room for cream, cream? Out of 10. That's right, with the whole chai <laughs> joke. That was amazing. Well, it annoys me too, actually, because when I hear people go like, I'm having chai tea, I'm like, mm. You just said TT. <laughs> and I'm just like, but I always let it go. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to get into it, but it's okay. <laughs> I, it, we all Unfortunately, have our... there are ignorant people who don't understand that chai is also a word for tea in other countries. We, we all have our things that make us mad. I get mad when people put the wrong your there. Oh, yeah. I'm like, do you own it? Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't like me, but whatever. I get mad when all the grandmas die because the comma's in the wrong place. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So there you have it. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Definitely worth checking out. Just know you're going to be left on a cliffhanger. But guys, don't go anywhere. And gals, don't go anywhere. The Rocket Review is next. Hi, everyone. This is The Cab here with another Rocket Review. Today, I'll be reviewing the animated feature brought to you by Warner Brothers Home Entertainment of Legion of Superheroes. This animated feature stars Megan Donnelly as Cara Kent, Jensen Eccles as Batman, Yuri Lowenthal as Monel, and Harry Shum Jr. as Brainiac 5. First question I know that's on a lot of your minds. Is this animated feature like the other DC animated features because DC animated features has a really good reputation of great production. Do I think it's good? I think it's good. It's different than the other animated features that you've seen from DC, but it definitely has a really good look to it. Looks a little like Archer, but we won't hold that against them. Um, Story-wise, basically Kara Kent is having a lot of problems adjusting to life on Earth, whether as Kara or as Supergirl. Batman and Superman notice this and send her to be um, to the distant future to work with a team of superheroes called the Legion. Now, unfortunately, um, there are problems happening in the distant future that might affect our present. And Kara, along with Brainiac 5 and the rest of the Legion, try to figure out what's going on. Um, I enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. It's a little bit longer than the other Um, animated features that DC likes to produce. Definitely around the hour and a half, hour 40 mark, but it's fun to watch. And definitely stay around for the ending because, you know, like a good comic book feature, it leads to other things. I think it shows a little bit of promise. So I'm gonna give Legion of Superheroes seven and a half burning up out of 10. If you watch it to the end, you know what I'm talking about. So that's my rocket review. And now, geeks on the go. Geeks on the go. Now for more spiders. Now, I don't know about more spiders. That would creep me out. Oh yeah, plenty of spiders. <laughs> you know how like Indiana Jones can't do snakes? Uh huh. Right. Tons of snakes. Are you doing that? Ex- except that they're spiders. Are you doing that to me to mess with me? 100%. So I should have the clown car come up to your house, pull up? I'm not scared of clowns. You're not scared I'll, of clowns? I'll beat them up like crazy. Like, Are you beating up a friendly clown? <laughs> huh? 
because he looks creepy. <laughs> so now you know if you if you ever want to buy Ralph anything for his birthday, you buy, oh I'm sorry because Mike and Ralph have their birthdays close together. You buy Mike a map. You buy Ralph some clowns. I'm not scared of maps. I just, I just can't read it. Now, if it's a sexy female clown, now we're talking. I don't even know. What, like, I, I'm, what? Like a Harlequin. That's not a clown. That's just a, that's just a crazy hoe. <laughs> some, some, it's a mime slut. What are you doing? All right. Moving yeah. on. Moving on. You know the segment, everybody. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute more times than you would like or more times than they would like. But we're still doing the segment anyway because it's probably the longest running segment on this podcast. Is it? Isn't the podcast the running longest segment of the podcast? The the podcast is not itself is not a segment. Isn't it? No. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years of this. <laughs> Aren't you happy? <laughs> I'm something. Ready? You know, if I had just murdered them, I'd actually would have been out by now. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, set, go. Pull you back in. Go. <laughs> would you have wanted... Uh, I'm sorry. Would you have wanted to see the Spider-Man from Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends in the Spider-Verse? Mike. Yes, but only if he carried around Ms. Lion in a papoose. I love it. <laughs> Ralph. 100%. That's nostalgia in its purest form. Absolutely. Does Morloon, the spider hunter from the comic books, have any place in either the live action movies or the animated ones? Ralph. Yes. Yes? Yes to both. All right. Good. Yes to both. Mike. No, the whole spider totem shit is annoying and ridiculous. You love Jake Michaelson. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, which spider costume would you proudly own in your closet? Ralph. It's a toss-up between the Iron Spider suit or the Spider-Man suit from the new uh, video game. All right, Mike. Spider-Man noir when I'm feeling cool, but Spider-Ghost the Spirit of Vengeance for everyday wear. Nice, <laughs> and we got it once again. Oh, Under God. a minute with well-thought-out answers. Press it, yeah. press it. No. Press it. <laughs> Why? You actually have to take a look at the Ghost Spider Spirit of Vengeance costume. It's really Ghost cool. Ghost Spider Spirit of Vengeance. Interesting. Okay. Is that the, when he's like Ghost Rider, but Spider Man? Yeah, but it's, but but it's, 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 it's No, it's not Spider Gwen. It's it. it oh, it's, this is Ghost. It's, yeah, it's. it's uh, See, Ghost. I'm sorry because you say Ghost Spider, and I think well, about, that is her uh, her name. But I'm saying but, it's not it's not her. It's actually a Spider Man, one of the Spider Man from a multiverse. But I think he had to make up for a lot of bad actions. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so it's just. I it's, it's a Spider-Man that you do not uh, want to uh, run uh, into at any point at time at all. <laughs> Show me the costume. Let me see. Yeah, you don't want to oh, ever run into this wow. guy because you are not going to walk away well. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So at, at home, anybody want to see that costume? Look it up. Ghost Spider, Spirit of Vengeance. He almost looks like Deadpool, but all in white. It's blue and white. <laughs> you, you, do you hear the, the, the it's the blue flame of the you know. do you hear the tone of Mike's voice like like don't you dare compare him to Deadpool yeah. you sure Nobody he kind of looks like Deadpool I don't oh know man alright shout out <laughs> Deadpool is like Spider-Man it's more like that's all it is basically costume. shout outs Ralph any shout outs it's a shout no, no wrong podcast sorry okay <laughs> I, I guess no shout outs no shout outs alright Mike I want to shout out to whoever created that Ghost Rider, um, the Ghost Spider Spirit of Vengeance costume. Uh, No, but uh, definitely to you guys listening out there, correct us when we're wrong on something, please. We like it. I mean, I'm never, ever wrong. But, you know, when you you are. Except for that one, yeah. When I am wrong, I'm wrong. But other than that, never. (laughs) I'm always wrong. Please don't correct me. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) No, but thanks for listening. And continue listening because it's going to be a summer. And hopefully, if it's. Unfortunately, hot out there, you're going to listen to us because we're cool and you'll be cool too. That's right. (laughs) 
All right, all right. Well, I'll give my usual shout-outs. You know, Tinkerbell, South Carolina, Johannes. Johannes! Um, right. Hipster Tom, uh, Mr. Cooper, Joe the Intern. Ooh. Cooper Joe! Um, Ruben. Ruben. Emma's from Marvel, which I'm not making fun of you, Emma's from Marvel. I heard you're actually watching other movies and you're expanding your horizons. I'm very proud of you. Good Love job. The DC movies. No, you won't. <laughs> well, who would want to at this rate? Right. That is true. I mean, even though the next thing we're going to probably be talking about will be the Flash movie. 100%. And of course, shout out to Lady J. Thank you for everything, sweetie. I appreciate you. Lady J, you're awesome. Oh, and here's a PSA. Did you already get your Comic-Con tickets? But if not, check your mail so you can also get those Comic-Con tickets. If you're not a fan-verified person, you can still get those Comic-Con tickets starting what? Like I think later this month, later in June. Well, um, it's June 21st at 12 noon. There you go. June so. 21st, 12 noon. By the time you hear this, it'll be done. So <laughs> <laughs> The Comic-Con will be over. Probably. <laughs> if you're there, come and find us. Yep. Are we going to dress up in drag? Well, are we gonna, <laughs> yes. I'll do it. I have done it before. We're all going to dress up in drag. <laughs> oh, I think we should go in, in, in um, wearing, wearing our shirts again. We should get new shirts. Yeah, we'd have no other choice. <laughs> I certainly don't have mine. Have, have you seen how big I am? We got to get new shirts. <laughs> I'm more like the cab. Five A's. <laughs> so people, if you want us to see, if you want to see us wearing a shirt you design, send us some designs. We'll possibly think about it. We'll possibly think about it. And if you want to see us wearing no shirts, you know where to find us. Episode 69. After Dark. <laughs> I think I'm going to cut this off right now and send us on our merry way. So for Mike, also known as MFG and RT Squared, Ralph the Tech, this is The Cap saying keep it geeky and see you next time. After Dark. <laughs>